We're going to learn the Kutasikhis Khalik Yitchas Shlach Dalad. So this week's parsha, the story of the Miraglim, the story of the spies, that my shirt in a sense of spies, that it was a request of Klal Yisrael, like it says in Dvarim, that's it. The people of Israel came to Moshe Rabbeinu and said, please, we want to send spies. And Hashem agreed. Hashem says, I'm not telling you, I'm not commanding you, it's not a command. But if you want to do this, you can do it. To see, Lusser Sa'ar is really to see the land of Israel, not to go as spies, which is Meraglim, which is the idea of going with their feet, Regal. Meraglim comes from the word Regal, feet. But Lusser Sa'ar is really to see with their eyes. Lassasuru means to, to visualize, to see the land of Israel. And they come back and they report a negative report. And um, and there's, it, Hashem becomes very angry, however we understand this. And Moshe Rabbeinu pleads for the people of Israel, pleads for Klal Yisrael. And in the Pasuk, what one of the things that Moshe Rabbeinu says is, Va'ata yigdal no koyach adnai. Please, Hashem, but now um, augment the koyach, the power of the name of Aleph Dalad Nun Yud Adnai, which is the name of Hashem, the way it's pronounced. So this name Yud Kevavke is the name of Hashem, which corresponds to the Sphira, which is very quickly corresponds to the Sphira of Tiferes, which is the main body of the Spheres, of the emotional Spheres. And then there's Adnai, Aleph Dalad Nun Yud represents Malchus, the revealing of Hashem's presence within this world. And Moshe Rabbeinu pleads to, to sit and asks that Hashem, please reveal the Koyach Adnai, reveal this power of Adnai um, and augment it, make it even greater. So this is the Sikha is going to be talking about the Zohar on this, on these words and the notes that Reb Levik, Rebbe's father wrote on this Zohar. So basically, the, before we get into this, the idea is that Yigno Karech Adnai means to reveal Hashem's presence in this world uh, even greater, which is generally the idea of what occurs um, because of the story of the spies. When the Pasuk says, Hashem squares, God squares, so to speak, and says, that my presence, my revealing of Hashem, the, the honor of the glory of Hashem we reveal throughout the entire land. So what this means is like the Medrash Lakachtoiv writes in this parsha or this pasuk, it means that Klal Yisrael will be dispersed throughout the entire world. Um, is in the language of the Gemara to reveal Hashem's presence and the, the through being throughout the entire world, dispersed through the entire world, this will be the revealing, allowing for the revealing of Hashem's presence. A new type of, of revelation will be revealed to the world. It's, it's, it's understood also in the book of Yechezkel, when the prophet says, and Yechezkel says, that I swore, Hashem says that I swore to, to disperse them throughout the entire land. This is what it's talking about. This idea of Yisrael being throughout the, the world, dispersed throughout the four corners of the world, which is, was caused by the story of the spies. And this, through that, there's a revealing of Hashem. So the, the Sikha, 
over here is going to be speaking about what is the specialty or the unique quality of this revealing of Hashem's presence, of the divine presence within this world through Kalal Yisrael. So the Zoyer on this Pasuk, which is Va'ata Yigdala Koyachamai, please Hashem, augment, make great the name Adnai, Aleph Dal and Dundund, says the Zoyer. Rabbacha Rabbi Yosef Amri, Rabbacha and Rabbi Yosef, Rabbacha and Rabbi Yosef, these two sages of the Talmud, which are going to correspond to Zaram and Abalkus. They say, Zakoin in Yisrael Ma'amen Akhra, open to Alma, that Zakoin is the refinement of Klal Yisrael, is such that it re it's revealed itself in three ways. The Kuchibrichu Itarim Baham, that Kaddish Baruch Hu, the transcendent one, has desire in them, Yiskanibohum, and Kaddish Baruch Hu calls himself in their name, Yispoibohum, and Hashem takes great pride in Klal Yisrael. So the, uh, so uh, at the, this is, this is the, this is what the three things that are explained. So this is what the Zohar says. So upon this, on the, on the Aras, on the notes, on the Zohar, the Levi writes like this, that why these specific, these three things, that he takes pride in them and he desires them, he calls himself in their name. Why doesn't it say, for example, that that you're the sons of, you're called the children of Hashem. Why specific these three things? So, Levick writes that this is connected with later on what the Zoyer is going to talk about that Klal Yisrael represents the Lev Shalom. Klal Yisrael represents the heart of the world, which is a theme that the Zoyer speaks about and also mentioned in some of the Rishonim, specifically in Sefer Akuzri, which is a great image of this idea of Klal Yisrael being the heart, the midpoint, the Nakuda, the, the midpoint of the creation within the consciousness of creation. Just like there's a midpoint, it's a tabara aretz, there's a midpoint within creation, within the physical space, which says that there's an argument that the world is created from its edges or its middle point. The same thing goes with its man, within time, whether the world is created in the Nisan, which is in the middle, or the Tishrei in the beginning. I'm sorry, Nisan is the beginning, but Tishrei is in the middle. There's an idea of that there's the lave of, of the world, the heart of the world. So the Blavik says that this is the reason why desire talks about these three things of desiring and calling himself by and taking pleasure of in and bragging, so to speak, taking pleasure in them is because they correspond to the three middles of the heart, which is chesed, givura, and tiferes. Chesed, givura, and tiferes, these are the three primary middles. Chesed, givura, and tiferes are, are the primary, primary middles, which means chesed means I'm moving outward. And, ex and extending, where it means I'm restricting, and that's really the only two movements that's possible, we'll be moving out and moving in, extroverting or introverting, and then there's a balance between them, which is the Mida attribute of Tiferes. And then Netzachot is the externalization of that emotion. But in the Midas itself, in the attributes himself, there's only Chesig Vur Tiferes. These are the only, uh, these are the real only three attributes, moving right column, left column, center column, so, because Chesed and are these three middos, 
of these three attributes. Therefore, the Zohar mentions these three ideas, that um, the idea of desiring them, Klal Yisrael refers to the attribute of chesed, of giving towards them. The re reflection of them in terms of that, that he's called by their name, Kinoi, is also the, the numeric value, the word Kinoi is Elohim, is 86, which refers to the concept of Gvura. Like a, uh, a nickname is sort of like the backside of a person, his restriction or his concealment. But it's it's a revealing of the person. If you know who the nickname refers to, you know who the person is, but if you don't, you don't. Um, which means that it's a type of revealing, but in the form of a concealment, which is a kinoi. And then the third thing is spoiled by him, which is that he takes pleasure in them, that I'm sorry, that he that he brags about them and he's um, spoiling them. This is the idea of Teferis. So this is the idea of the middle, the middle column. So there are sort of like is saying that the Zara refers to these specific, these three qualities because they refer to the qualities of the heart. And since the Zara wants to speak about Kalal Yisrael as being the heart of the world, or the heart of consciousness of the world, so therefore it refers to these particular things. Therefore, it does not bring, for example, the idea of that Kalal Yisrael are called the children of Hashem, because children is connected to the machshava, the, the thought of, the, of, of creating of Israel precedes the creation. Thought in general, children are connected to a person's thought. Like Alterab explains in Tanya, that the child is is the, the, the root of the semen is taken from the, the moyach av, from the mind of the father. So which means that the idea of being children of Hashem represents of being a transcendence of creation, transcendent of creation, if creation is created through speech, and Klal Yisrael are rooted in the machshaft of Yisrael, in the thought process of the creator, that the thought precedes speech, so it means that it's transcendent of speech. And the idea of the lev, of being the heart, is specifically specifically means that it's within creation, that the, 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 the beauty and the special quality of Klal Yisrael is that they're specifically the heart of the world, which or the heart represents the the, the, the center point, not a, of not the idea of transcendence of creation, but specifically within creation, sort of like the heart within the image of the of the body, is that the mind or the brain would be somewhat detached from the body. Of course, it's part of the body that stands on the top of the body, in the head. So that represents something that's transcendent of. Where in the heart represents the midpoint of the body which represents the idea that it is completely vested within the body and that would be the image of Kali Yisrael being completely invested within creation not transcendent of creation and that that is the special the specialty invested within creation and being within the, within the world there is those three emotions so to speak which has revealed that Hashem desires comes Baruch Hu desires and is called by and brags of Kali Yisrael so this is what Reb Levik writes. So the Sikha continues and says that we have to understand this very simply. It's a very simple question of what does it have to do with the Pasuk? What does it actually have to do with the verse? The verse is Moshe pleading to Hashem and saying, Now Hashem, please augment, make great the name of Adnai, the name of, of Allah Ta'ala Nun Yud. And upon this, the Zohar brings down this teaching. But what is the connection 
between this teaching and uh, and uh, the idea of special quality of polysol with the verse that says, make great the name of God. Also, the question is, in the language of the Zohar, it says, the language of, of, of the Zohar is that Yisrael has a special quality. It seems like that's saying it's a chiddush. That, that is, that's, that, that's a novelty. That, that the greatness and the beauty and the specialty of Yisrael is in these things. But what is the chiddush? What is, the, what is even the question? Why, why does it have to be addressed? So this is, this is the question. So now the question is like this. Now the, the thing is like this. The question is like this. In the Pasuk, the, when it says, that now you should make great name, what is Moshe Rabbeinu really asking? Moshe Rabbeinu is asking, at this point, he's asking forgiveness for Paul and Saul. Even though they messed up the story of the, of the, of the spies, Hashem should give them slicha, should give, forgive them forgiveness. Like it says in the Medish, Tinatzach Midas Arachon Midas Adim, that the Midas Arachon, the Midah, the attribute of compassion, of divine compassion, should overcome, should overwhelm the attribute of judgment. So even though, according to the world of strict judgments, they deserve a certain type of consequence of their action, which is called punishment, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu is asking that from a place of transcendent of that, from a place of Mechila, from Slicha, from a place of Rachel, in a place of compassion, they should be forgiven. So the question is, if Moshe Rabbeinu wished to draw down the world of Rachamim, the world of compassion, which is which we said before is Tiferes, so then, which is connected to the name of Hashem, Yudke Vavke, the transcendent name, so then Moshe had, so, so Moshe shouldn't have said, Adnai, make the name Adnai to be great. Moshe should have said that there should be the Hashem should be great, the name of Yudke Vavke, that Yudke Vavke name, the transcendent name, if, if Moshe is trying to elicit uh, and draw down Rachamim, compassion, so then he should speak to the name of the compassion, the divine name of the compassion, which is Yudke Vavke, the name of Hashem. So why does he say that the, the name of Adnai, which represents Din, Adnai is Aleph Dalai which is Aleph, really, it's spelled in these four letters, is Aleph Din, the name of Din, why is he talking that the name of Din should be greater when in fact what he's trying to do is to receive slicha, compassion, and forgiveness for the people to draw down the, the, the attribute of Rachamim. So then address the Midah of Rachamim and say that Hashem, Hashem Yudke should be drawn down to the world. So what is, the, what is this idea? And why, the second question that the Rebbe asks is that Yidno Koyach is a question is that Hashem should augment this power of Adnai is something that Moshe Rabbeinu speaks of and asks of specifically with the story of the spies. But when Moshe Rabbeinu is asking forgiveness, for the story of the Cheta Ego, for example, for the story of the sin of the golden calf, he doesn't offer that, he doesn't speak of that of this prayer. Why doesn't he do that? So in order to understand this, what is, in other words, what is specifically this passage of There's a story of the spies. The spies mess up. Because the spies mess up and the people believe them, they don't believe in themselves, they can make them possibly enter into the land of Israel. <laughs> There's a certain um, 
divine wrath or punishment that's about to be immediate. And Moshe Rabbeinu asked for forgiveness, but asking for forgiveness, he said, may, may the name of Adnai become great. So what does it have to, what, what's the connection to may the name of Adnai become great to the idea of drawing down compassion. So the Sikhing continues like this. The, the, on the Pasik and the verse it says, Khazakubimani. That it's uh the land is a strong land. That it's a, it's it's a fortified land, it's a land of giants, etc. So Chazal, the Gemara says the Saita says like this, What they were referring to was like a euphemism. They were speaking in code and saying that Chazakumimenu that was great and stronger than him, him actually refers to the creator. And they were saying that even the Balabas, even the owner of the home, which means the creator himself, cannot take out his vessels, which means that he has no control on that in that realm. So what are the Muraglim, what are the what are the spies, what are they really arguing? Um, what they're saying is like this: that there is there's the natural world. And there's the miraculous world. Now, they know that they're living in the desert, as they're living in the desert. They're living a miraculous existence. They're living on the mana from heaven. They're being protected by the clouds of glory. And they're living a very um, non-civilized, in other words, not in a, invested within the material world, very like in a place of the Midbar, a place of, of the wilderness. They're living a very wild, spiritual, transcendental lifestyle. And therefore, they're connected to the world of miracle. And they understand that, and they know it to be true, and they know that that's possible. That in the world of the Midbar, in the world of the desert, in that transcendent place, they can experience miraculous existence. But now, they're told that they have to enter the next stage of their development. And their maturity is they're entering into the land of Israel. The land of Israel is an actually a physical space. And like the Torah actually says itself, that when you can enter into the land, to survive a it's when you enter the land, Sheshanan, you're going to toil the land for, for six for six years, and then you're going to rest on the seventh year, which means that it's a land that we have to get involved in the material, physical realm and work the land in order to receive sustenance. It's not going to be a miraculous existence. In other words, so, so they're saying that there's the world of the miraculous, which is the world of separate separated from from the civilized world, so to speak, the world that exists within the desert, which is the miraculous realm. But then, according to the Torah, they have to enter into the world of nature, the world of Teva. And in the world of Teva, in the world of nature, they look at the natural, at the physical realm of, the, of, of existence in the physical land of Israel. And they see that it's a very powerful people living in a very fortified existence. And they're saying that in the world of nature, it's impossible to enter into this land. And this is what they say that even the even the even the, the owner of the home cannot take out his vessels. Of course, they understood that there is a possibility of miracles and the shattering of, of nature, because that's exactly how they were living since the time of the Exodus from Egypt. And they understood that nature is a divine expression, and this is concealment of the divine, so to speak. The name of Elohim of concealment is vested within Hatev, within nature, and they understood that was the nature of the way creation was created. 
what they're saying is that Caleb, it's it's really the owner's vessels, which means it's an acknowledgement that the world is created by the creator. What they're saying is that the creator himself created the physical world, the material world, the natural world in a way that that it's supposed to exist and therefore there cannot be a violation of that nature that the nature itself the, the way it was set up was set up in a way that it should be natural so if we're entering into the natural world then the world of nature should dictate and if the world of nature should dictate then there's an impossibility for miracles this is what they're this is what they're saying this is the depth of what the argument of the miraculous of the spies are saying they're not arguing and saying there's no possibility of miracles because they're experiencing miracles in the desert. They're saying, but if we enter into the world of the natural world, the world of, of, of Eretz Yisrael, the world of the land of Israel, which is an, a natural world where you're supposed to work the land and toil the land, then that's that's what Hashem wants. That's what the Creator wants, that we should work in the natural world. If He, want, if he wants to work in the natural world, then the natural world has its rules and its, its principles and its definitions, and therefore it's impossible to violate them. And even that was the way the Creator set up creation. That in the, nat the natural world functions in a natural way, so it's impossible. We can't we can't enter this land. This is similar to, I mean, late, much later on, there's a, there's a very strong philosophical argument amongst even the Rishonim, the Rambam brings it down, the Rabbah brings it down about how do, how, do, how do miracles work in a natural world? Hashem created the world in a natural existence. How does miracles occur? So either the, these are like quirks. Or like within the within the system itself, that the system itself allows for the abolishment of the system for a period of time. Like tonight, that originally there was like a certain conditioning within the creation that it should function in a natural way. Besides, in these times, but then, so then the miracles are, are really part of nature. The morale talks a great length in Dagdama about this, but this is the argument essentially what the Miraglin despise are arguing. They're arguing that there are two separate realms. There's the miraculous world and there's the natural world. So in the miraculous world, miracles occur, but in the natural world, Hashem created the natural world in a way that na nature should function. So if we're entering into the natural world, it just has to function that way. But the truth is, this is what, this is what, this is what, the, this was their mistake. They're saying, Kaviyachal, feel about advice, any yachal, that even the creator, the one that set up the natural world, cannot defy and violate the, nat the nat natural world. But that's not true. That's not true. Because, yes, there is a miraculous world. Yes, there's a natural world. And they function and with their own principles and their own organizing systems. But since they're both a manifestation of the tr ultimate transcendent one that transcends miraculous in nature, therefore there can be a revealing of the miraculous within the natural world simultaneously that the natural world still exists and that it's not violent. That the Hanagas Ateva, um, even though the, the, the principles of working of nature, in other words, let's say it a little differently, that there's one way to think about it is that there's the miraculous and then there's the natural world. And sometimes the mirac when the miraculous and the natural world interact, there's a violation, it, it disturbs, it, it breaks apart 
the natural world because there's, there's either there's this form of revelation which is transcendence and miraculous or there's this form of, of of the system which is natural and when the miraculous becomes revealed in the natural world the nature breaks so because they're two separate systems and what the miraculous are saying is that we entered in the world of the desert was the miraculous and the world of entering into israel was the land of, of the natural world but on the deepest level that's not really true because these are both manifestations of the of the creator himself of the essence of the creator himself so there's a possibility even though it sounds paradoxical there's a possibility for the revealing of infinity of the miraculous within the finitude of the, within the natural world when simultaneously the natural world still exists still labors under the world of nature and yet it in and itself is revealing something that's miraculous and this is also what the quality of of Klal Yisrael was saying that the chelik al kalim al mamish, that the chelik al ka, that the Alter Rebbe adds mamish, that the chelik al ka, a part of the divine, is Mishmas Yisrael and Mashmas Yisrael. Others, other, other later Achorim write about this. That really the the, the phrase chelik al ka, part of the divine, is a paradox, uh, not, not a paradox. It's actually an impossible statement. If you say the divine is one, of course, that idea of the infinite of, of Hashem's presence is, is one. So the, how can you say chelik? How can you say a part? You can't say a part of a whole. Either it's a whole, or it's a part of, or it's part of something that's not whole. But if you say that it's part of, of a part of infinity, it's sort of it's sort of a, 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 an oxymoron because if it's a part, then it sounds like it's finite. If it's part of infinity, then it's infinite. And the truth is that is actually what Claudius represents is this paradoxical violation of moment of consciousness, of moment of understanding, which is that it is a chelikalika and it's mamash and it's literal. It's not this metaphorical, that there is there, there, there's finite and infinity combined as one. That infinite infinity is expressed within finitude, while finitude still remains finitude, yet it expresses infinity. That's a chelikalika. So nature is nature, and yet within nature there's, there's the element of the miraculous. And this is what really Moshe Rabbeinu is asking. When Moshe Rabbeinu says, Hashem, you should, you should augment and make great the name of Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yun, which refers to the, the aspect of the creation, which it says versus Malchus, the creation of the physical realm, of the, of the world of nature, the the Moshe Rabbeinu is saying is that the name itself of Adnai should be expanded to reveal the infinite potential, the miraculous. So Moshe is saying that it should be from this the that the Koyach Adnai, the Koyach itself of Adnai, the power of Adnai, which is the world of nature should be revealed within the world of nature, within the, the world of Anayi, should reveal the element of the miraculous. Because, again, that's what the, this is what the Miraglam are arguing. The Miraglam are arguing, the Miraglam are arguing and saying that there's two separate prisms. There's, there's a system of miracles and a system of, of nature. And or in, if we use them, the two names of Hashem, there's the name of Yudke Vavke, which is transcendent, and there's the name of Aleph Dal and Yud, Adnai, which is imminent. And one is the world, one is the world of the miraculous, Yudke Vavke, and one is the world of nature. 
And Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, it should be revealed, the, the, it should be manifest, the greatness of Karech Adnai, the infinity within Karech Adnai. So this is really what, what, what Moshe is really asking for. And this is really what's revealed in, in the creation. That what is, what is the mile of Kali so which we say that the, the beauty of Kali so is that they're the lev, that they're the heart. What does the heart represent? The heart represents the center point within creation. Creation represents the world of nature. That what is revealed in the presence of Kalaliso as within creation, the Khalikal the revealing of the presence of Hashem, of infinity that's expressed within nature, that in within the world of nature, in the world of nature itself, not something that's so if we say that Kalaliso represents the transcendence of, of creation, the Moyach, the Bonim, the child that's rooted in the, in the mind of the creator, then it's transcendent. It represents the world of the miraculous. So that would be one thing. That would be the revealing of the miraculous, but that would be in violation and in contrast to the world of the, of the natural. What the, what, the, what, the, what the Zer is saying is that Klausel is, being re is revealing the presence of infinity, of the miraculous within the natural world, and they're not a contradiction. So they're the lev, they're the heart of, of, of creation. And this is what the Zohar is saying. That in, in the world of nature, in the world where there are many nations, Klausel reveals, reveals that, reveals this aspect. And that's, that's, the, that's the greatness of Klausel. The beauty of Kali Zohar, and uh, and there are there are advertisers to the to the two sages that say this the statement, Rabbi Yosi, which is one of the sages. Rabbi Yosi represents Tiferes, which is transcendence, which are two, and Rabbi Yosi, whose numeric value is eighty six, represents the world of nature, Hateva. So we're seeing that the unity between the the transcendence and the imminence between the miraculous and the, the presence of Hashem within the immediate. And this is this is this is what the, this is what um, this is what is explained in these three aspects of what the Zara said that it's revealed the presence of Hashem in the, in the desire of HaKadosh Baruch Hu for so that they're revealing the self, the presence of Hashem in the highest way. And uh, revealing this also in a, in a place where, where there is a kinui, where there is a exchange of, of a name, and to do that, it's also within the presence of the world. And all these three are, are revealing the Khatiba Achspa Elam. So what basically what to recap and very I mean the Sikha continues a little bit to explain these three things 
a little bit more detail. But the Mekudah, the point of what the Sikha is trying to say is as follows. That when Moshe Rabbeinu says, that Hashem, the Koyach Adnan, the Koyach of Aleph Dal Nun, Aleph Dal Nun Yud, should be augmented, should be, should be made great. Which upon this, the Zohar says that this refers to Klal Yisrael, the, the, the beauty, the specialty of Klal Yisrael, that, that the heart of creation. And like the like is, is saying, that these, this refers to the Midas, which represents the idea of the Lev, that Klal Yisrael is the Lev, is the heart of, heart of the world, that the connection between the verse that actually Moshe Rabbeinu is asking to the where the Zohar is explaining the quality of Kali Yisrael and the idea that Moshe is asking for forgiveness is all tied together because because there are two ways how to look at this two ways how to look at this world is the natural world and then there's the transcendent world there's the miraculous world and there's the world of nature and normally the way we see these two things that they're separate from each other. And this is really what the, the mistake of the spies was, that they saw them in two separate realities. Because when they saw them in two separate realities, they said that miracles would work in the desert, but when we go into the land of Israel, which Hashem himself chose to create a world of a natural world, and Sheishan in six years, you should toil the land and you should, you should rest on the seventh year, which means that it's the world of, of, of the natural world, there's no, there's no possibility for miracles. What was Moshe saying? After Yigno Koyach Adnai, Moshe was saying is that Adnai, which is connected to the world of nature, the highest level is not to reveal the Yutke Vafke, the transcendence, which will violate and destroy the lower realm of the natural world. But the highest, the highest revelation is that in the world of Adnai, in the world of the natural world, in the, the world we, we call the finite world, in that world, there should be a Yigdal, not Koyach. Koyach refers to the 28 letters, and Kaddish is called Kaddish Meirah, the name of Hashem should be great. The greatness of Hashem's presence should be revealed within the name of Adnai, which is to show that even within the world of nature, there is a possibility for the, for the revealing of even a higher dimension, which is transcendent of nature and the miraculous, which combines the miraculous in nature. And that is reflected in the Chelech of That's actually reflected in the quality of Klal Yisrael, that there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a quality of Klal Yisrael that sends transcendent of creation purely in the miraculous realm. But the highest level of Klal Yisrael is specifically vested within creation and created in a way as the lev of the world, as the heart of the world to reveal, to reveal Hashem's presence of, of the revealing of the divine presence that is transcendence that is within the immediacy. That which is the miraculous within the world of nature, that even the nature is miraculous, and even the miraculous is expressive for nature. And that's that's that that's the heart of of the world. The heart of the world is this revealing of Kali Sol into this world.